Thanks for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After... Burns is going to try and go around the outside of Greg Lee and get across and he does get the ball in as well and it's cleared partially by Badeau on the edge of the six-yard box. He's going to fall for Backinson, 25 yards out, doesn't shoot, gets it out to Norwood who probably should have scored and shanks his effort wide of the far post. Cross comes in, slide draw pass instead, Aluko burns across the face of the six-yard box, it's going to break for him, oh, it's, it's a great should tackle, score here. Bennett. And that is an unbelievable last-ditch tackle from Reese Bennett on the edge of the six-yard area. Sonny Aluko was just about to put Ipswich down a goal clear and what a block from the Shrimp Central defender. Out towards the skipper, Sam Morsi. The former Wigan man's going to drive forward towards the edge of the box. Morsi might think about pulling the trigger. It's a very oh, decent oh, effort as well. Oh. Oh, I thought that was nearly an own goal then from Jacob Beddo. Great first save initially from Carson. And he's going to be McLaughlin who tried oh, to whip it in at the near post to the top corner. And it's wide. Morsi into the path of Backinson. Midfielder chips it towards the back post. Always a free header at the back stick from McCauley Bar and he's nodded it wide. Who gets it out towards his right side and Shane McLaughlin. This is that counter we're comes, talking about, Dave. Oh, here comes the counter from Wildig. Great play by Phillips to find him. Wildig into the path of Stockton on the edge of the box. Oh, he oh. tried to curl it into the top corner and it's over the angle. Wasted opportunity and probably Cole Stockton's best sight of goal so far. They are neat and tidy in possession. You cannot deny that they love passing the ball around and they've got some quality in that. Here comes the shot from the edge of the box. Oh, it was a good one as well. Stings the palms of Trevor Carson. West Burns tries to take it around the Morecambe keeper and we just desperately try and get red shirts back in the penalty area. Burns couldn't find an Ipswich Town man. It breaks down as Diagaraga clears, but again, the Morecambe stop a big Trev to the rescue. Stockton on the halfway line, Phillips, Shane McLaughlin, he's got going to go some to get that but he's in a foot race there with Thompson and Shane did uh, really well there to uh, dispossess his man and Adam Phillips in the edge of the box does really well, Phillips on the right hand side on the byline, chips the ball to the edge of the box, where he's headed into the back of the net by Aaron Wilding, great tenacious play involving Shane McLaughlin and Adam Phillips down the right hand side, I thought the attack had broken down but Phillips didn't give the ball up, got to the byline, chipped it to the back post just over the head of Stockton and there's Aaron Wilding at the far post to nod it into the back of the net on the hour mark to make it Morecambe 1, Ipswich Town 0. And the Mazuma Stadium explodes! Excellent from Aaron Wilding, what a ball into the mix and there was Aaron Wilding, back post Cool as you like with his head. And against the runner play, who cares? It's Morecambe on it, so it's 10 0. The return of the king, the new era at the Mazuma Stadium. Derek Adams made two half time substitutions, changed the formation from three at the back to four, two, three, one. And it's the two substitutes who combine to give the Shrimps the lead here at the Mazuma. But it falls nicely back into Morsi's path, who's going to get it out towards his right-hand side and Wes Burns. Burns looking for options, Aluko being one of them. He goes sideways to Backinston. 
30 yards out. Aluko once more down this right side. Slide draw pass into the face of Burns. Back heel into the path of Aluko. Right footed. It surely is going to be tapped in for 1 1. How has that not found the back of the net? Superb last ditch defending from the Shrimps to keep the scoreline at 1 0. And that allows Thompson to get the cross in. That one cleared away better by Anthony O'Connor. Only as far as Selena once more. Out towards this left hand side. Selena with it. He might think about a shot here. No, he does think about it. Oh, what a save. It's a great shot. Arrowing towards the top corner. And once again at full stretch, Trevor Carson palms it behind for a corner. Ipswich have not given up the ghost here by a long way. Four minutes to go. Morecambe still leading by a goal to nil. Here they come once more, trying to thread the pass through to Caden Jackson. On this left-hand side, just keeps the ball in play by the corner flag. Chaplin. Infield it goes to Thompson, who's just going to chip it towards Morsi. Back heel from Wes Burns on the edge of the area. Burns! He's found the back of the net and... Morecambe's resolution is broken with four minutes to go. Heartbreak for the Shrimps. Down the left-hand side it went. A back heel from Wes Burns. Wasn't cleared. He got a second bite of the cherry. And it almost apologetically goes past the despairing dive of Trevor Carson. Away to his right-hand side. Bobbles over the line into the corner to find an equaliser for the Tractor Boys. Three and a half minutes to go. And it's Morecambe 1. It's Town 1. So very cruel for the, against the Shrimps, just uh, got it into his feet, didn't he? Just that turn, I think, just slots it from close range into the corner. Uh, very disappointing that, it really, really is, because I think Morgan have been terrific this afternoon. Ah, it's such a really good team. Oh, one, of the, one of the best I've seen here at the Mizuma this season, and here they come again. Morsi, Chaplin, ball across. Oh, what a save! How has he kept that out, Trevor Carson? I cannot believe he saved that. He was going the wrong way and just stuck a big palm out to block it. Second time of asking Wes Burns can't get the cross past. Jacob Beddo, that was nearly 2-1 Ipswich. Another fine save from big Trevor Carson to keep the scoreline level. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. We knew it was going to be a tough game to start with when, you know, Ipswich Town, the run they're on, you know, they hadn't conceded a goal for a long time, they were going for a club record and, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, get that first goal today. It was a well-taken one, a great ball in from Adam Phillips who came on at half-time to Wildig who also came on at half-time and uh, it looked like we were going to go on and win the game. And saying that, you know, Ipswich have had, you know, some really good opportunities uh, in the match. Trevor Carson's made some excellent saves. Uh, and, you know, just to get a point uh, today, you know, we've got to be happier with. You've only been in the door a couple of days. Uh, did you have much chance to make an impact on what your plans were for today? Not on today's, you know, first... You know, we, we did a wee bit yesterday. Uh, but then at half-time I changed things because, you know, I'd seen, you know, we played 3-5-2 the other night and I just felt that the players that we changed at half-time, you know, helped us in the second half. And... Uh, I think that they were better, we were more resolute, and uh, we looked a wee bit of a danger uh, on the counter-attack as well. The goal was basically born out of last season, wasn't it? Adam Phillips, Cole Stockton and Aaron Woodig. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, I've got to, you know, look at the, all the players in the squad, and, you know, I'm always, you know, I like Phillips, I like Woodig, uh, you know, Stockton's done exceptionally well this season, and, uh, you know, I just felt that these two coming on at half-time could help us, and uh, they did defensively eh, and offensively and it was a great goal you know delighted for them Adam Boldig you know in my time has scored a lot of goals and eh, he took it well Adam Phillips 
as he did last year. Huge effort, spirit, determination to try and get the victory in there. He was so, so close. Yeah, it had to be. You know, three points would have been brilliant, but um, we had a, a difficult task against a really good team. You only have to look at the players that they took off the bench that uh, they have in the squad. It's a, you know, an excellent squad, one that uh, you know, really shouldn't be in this division, but um, they are, and uh, we've you know, defended well you know, at times today. You've got a week now to your next game. Any thoughts for what changes you may do for next week? Not at this moment in time, you know, it's a long week uh, and we'll have to, you know, assess the players and we're doing that, you know, we did that Thursday, Friday, we have to look at them this week and, uh, you know, look at what, you know, formation we're going to play uh, going forward. I stuck with the same, you know, team that played the other night at Rotherham, uh, but I'm sure that uh, we'll make changes from that. Trevor Carson had an outstanding game, didn't he? He did, you know, he made a, you know, a number of very good saves in the game um, and, you know, the saves that he made, you know, helped us get that point. And uh, as everyone says, that's what he's there to do. It was Usman Fane's first home game uh, to start as well. And uh, it might be wrong, but he just reminded me of Jan Sungall last year. Yeah, very similar. Um, you know, break up the play, um, give the ball away and give it to the opposition. So uh, very similar. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, both of them do a defensive job very well. Uh, and you know they just have to tidy up uh, on the opposite side but uh, he at times made some unbelievable tackles he played the position very well he ran in behind defensively to cover and uh, you know I was delighted with him today So your first 90 minutes then back your, your final thoughts? Yeah I had a great day you know the supporters you know from the start of the game it was magnificent it was nice to be back I've been you know, delighted with the you know the people that have come back to. It's a football club that uh, is homely. Uh, it looks after their own, and uh, you know I'm delighted to be back here. Well, Aaron, a one-one draw with it, which which uh, so easy could have been three points in the end. Yeah, um, definitely. When you get to the 87th minute, you need, we need to try and see that out. Um, but I think if you look at the game as a whole, I think um, look, you've got to take the point. They were a good side, great rotations in the middle of the pitch, overload areas out wide, and I think. Trevor was a deserved man of the match. I thought he was excellent between the sticks. And uh, to be fair, got us a point on another day that they'll probably be disappointed not to win. So, look, it's a platform. It's something to build on. Um, like you say, when you get to the 87th minute and uh, you're winning 1-0, you'd like to see the game out. But let's take the point, move on, and yeah, hopefully finish the season strong. Let's take the point and let's talk about your goal as well. A flying header. I don't see many of them from you. Well, you say that. I think I got five or six headers last year, so I don't know. But, um, no, to be fair, I don't know what it is. I think... Um, I just somehow managed to get goals under Derek. I don't know what it is. Like nothing's really been falling for me like this season. I've had a couple of chances where I'd like to have, have scored a few, but um, no, great ball by Philo. Made a late run into the box, got between bodies, and managed to tuck it. So uh, no, I, I know he gives that license to, for me to go and get in the box. So hopefully I can chip in with a few. Um, there was one late on actually where I was going to cross the stockers, but I thought he was offside. So tried to cut inside, and he's got his big size twelve on it. Otherwise, I'd have nipped past him. So. No, hopefully I can add, add a few more goals between now and the end of the season, so good. We said it was a, we said in commentary it was a goal born out of last season when Derek was here, really. You know, yourself, Phillips and Stockton getting on the end of something. Yeah, I think, um, look, Cole scored loads of goals. I think Phil scored a fair few at the start of the season and I know I've got goals in me in, in the way Derek sets up his team and that, so, look, I think between now and the end of the season we're all going to have to chip in Phil's going to have to get a few I'm going to have to get a few other midfield lads Shane, Alfie we're all going to have to chip in and try and get a few goals so um, take that pressure off Cole um, yeah with Phil in the team you make runs into the box because he's got that quality to find you I think there's a couple of times actually in the second half where he's tried to find me he's in the past tried to find me just slightly slightly away from me on a couple And but uh, no, that's what Phil brings 
How's the week been for you and for the team, the, the changes that have, have had to make? Yeah, really difficult, actually. Um, it has been a difficult week with no indication at all of that Robbo was going to leave. So, um, yeah, it was really strange, actually. Um, you, you train, was it Monday? And Robbo took training and set everything up and all stuff like that. So we knew what was going on. And then you hear Monday night in the group chat that he's away. And then, obviously, the gaffer coming in on Thursday and all stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, 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 big, it's all change, isn't it? But, like, as football, I... Well, at the first four years under Jim Bentley with just a lot of settled and then in the last two years it's been a lot of chop and change but that's football I've, everyone's been a part of it for a long time now and these things happen so you've just got to get on with it and crack on You mentioned before that you did thrive under Derek last year didn't you? Yeah I, I think I've oh, played I don't know how many games in my career but I seem to have probably got about 15 goals in 200 and some odd and then I've almost got about 20 in 65 or 70 under Derek so I don't know what it is I think he gives me that licence to go and get in the box and go and uh, and get between bodies, so long may it continue, hopefully. Gives you a platform now, 12 games to go this season. We said it before, sounds a cliche, but 12 cup finals. Yeah, definitely, we've got to start winning games. I think um, look, you can look at other results and all stuff like that, but until we start winning games, it's it's on us. So, um, yeah, that was a, that might be a big point come the end of the season because they're a good side. You can see that with the players they've got on their bench. I think there's a few players on their bench for 100 Premier League games and that. So, yeah, let's build on it. Let's go to Plymouth next week, another tough game, but um, hopefully solid performance and we come away with there with three points. It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. And the return of the King, the start of a brand new era at the Mazuma Stadium. It's finished in uh, the second spell in charge for Derek Adams in his first game back. Uh, Morecambe 1, Ipswich Town 1. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you for your ears and your downloads. We always appreciate it. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking uh, to Derek Quinn. Quinny is doing a 1 million steps challenge in a month, which is roughly about 16 miles a day, every day for 30 days, uh, to raise money for a memorial garden here at the Mazuma Stadium. More about that to come in a little bit. Joined as ever by Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team alongside me. And Matt, uh, it was going so well as well until the 87th minute, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just uh, it's not a nice feeling conceding so late on in the game, is it? But it's such an encouraging performance. Um, defensively, you know, both halves. I mean, Ipswich enjoyed the, the most of the attacking play in the first half, but I thought we coped with them. Uh, I thought we defended really, really well. Uh, and then you look at the second half, the changes, obviously, that the gaffer made at the break, really positive changes. Uh, and then, obviously, we took the lead through Aaron Wildig. Um, and I thought even from, from then onwards, we carved a few a few more chances out and defended really well. And ultimately, it's just that one one moment that, uh, that cost us the, the three points. But I'm sure if you would have said before the game, take a point against Ipswich, well in form, really, really uh, doing really well under their new gaffer. I'm sure you would have taken it. So, uh, a positive afternoon, I think. 100% to say that so we're disappointed that we didn't get all three points against Ipswich, who were mightily impressive, weren't they? They were, what we've seen a lot of good teams here this season. I think Ipswich are well up there. They, they play, I suppose, Kieran McKenna, their head coach, because he's got that Manchester United grounding. They're going to play in a certain way, aren't they? And possession football, not... Um, afraid to pass it back to the keeper and recycle the ball and go again if they needed to and uh, first half they struggled to break us down really didn't it? one or two moments but uh, we held firm yeah like you say they play uh, they play possession football um, they're really good on the ball they, they, they let the ball do the, the work for them really uh, like you say a couple of times really where they, they looked to breach the defence but ultimately we stood tall strong and, and we dealt with the threats that they had to offer um, 
a mention for Trevor Carson all afternoon he was absolutely excellent uh, kept us in the game at, at, at moments but so did the defence mm. you know how many times we were saying what a block from Reese Bennett etc Anthony O'Connor just the whole team defensively were absolutely tremendous today um, and like I said there's so many encouraging signs to, to, to build on ahead of obviously Plymouth next week and the, the, the games thereafter we didn't know what formation or what personnel the gaffer was uh, was going to go with that as he said in his post-match you've just heard there he only had really two days of training so couldn't really change very much but he went with the same team that started against Rotherham on Tuesday and the same formation as well was that a surprise or was it out of necessity? I don't think it was a surprise um, I think like, we, like you've already touched on um, he only took two training session, sessions it was obviously in the door on Thursday uh, I, I imagine he would have watched the game on, uh, on Tuesday against Rotherham so and like we said already, you know, it was a bar, what, five players, I think it is. It's a completely different squad to him. Yeah. So he will have seen a very positive performance against top of the table. And given the lack of time he's had to work with the team, then it would make total sense to me that he didn't make any changes. And obviously, he's seen what he saw in the first half, felt the need to change things up a little bit, which ultimately paid dividends for the shrimps in the second half, you know. Um, it was a lovely goal from, from, from Wildig, wasn't it? A great ball in, of course. Um, just a, a really, like I say, a really encouraging, I think that's the right word for me this afternoon, a really encouraging performance under the new manager. Very much, Mac, getting the band back together, wasn't it? Uh, from half-time onwards, you saw Derek Adams in, in the promotion season last year, of course. Loves 4-2-3-1, took Cooney off, uh, took Jonah off. Um, bit harsh on Ryan it's his birthday happy birthday Ryan by the way 22 today and, and, and Derek Adams present to is substituted at half time but anyway that's football I suppose isn't it but back to the 4-2-3-1 got the band back together in more ways than one and it was the old trio of Stockton Phillips Wildig which worked so effectively in the promotion season that, that got us that goal and what a great goal it was too yeah it was a lovely goal you know Wildig said it himself he, he seems to just score loads of goals under under Derek Adams so for him it's a perfect start to obviously Derek's tenure um, so yeah it's just uh, there were so many as you'd expect I suppose with the players that were playing in the second half but there was so many similar signs to what we saw and, and enjoyed success with last season you look at obviously Wildig given the licence to play more forward more offensive um, and there were so many moments I said it during commentary that some of his play was reminiscent for me to how he scored the goal against Tramier in the playoff semi-final second leg. Exactly, mm. it was playing really, uh, really forward on that on that back line from um, for, from Ipswich. So I think if he can play like that for the remainder of the season, he'll pop up with goals. And, and the gaffer did say in his pre-match press conference that we've got a team that will score goals. And if we play like that, I don't think we'll be as reliant maybe on Cole Stockton. Um, I think he will pop up with goals, of course. But I think there'll be other players that will uh, step forward and, and start to bag as well. well. Cole was certainly very well marshalled today. I, I was super impressed with it, Switch. Super, super impressed. They are going to be on a, mar- a late march as a number of teams are towards the playoff positions you wouldn't bet better against them being in the top six let's talk about one or two standout Morecambe performances and we have to start with the goalkeeper Super Trev absolutely sensational today yeah he was excellent you know he's since he's come through the door to be fair to him he's, he's, he's oh, been yeah. a standout performer um, and like you say today it was just absolutely sensational uh, probably unlucky 
um, with the nature of their equaliser, given the fact that he's had the afternoon that he has, stopping everything, pulled off some incredible saves. And that's what you want in your goalkeeper. It just gives the rest of the team confidence that the lads that are playing in front of him they know that they've got a keeper they can rely on behind them so that just settles them down that gives that that, that gives them that confidence I suppose to, to be able to perform to, to maximum ability so yeah I thought he was tremendous I thought Reese Bennett as well was 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 very good uh, Usman Fain um, possible man of the match as well um, it was excellent and, and he, he was obviously against Rotherham on Tuesday night as well so yeah again it just boils for me down to the word uh, encouraging I thought Usman was 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 excellent did exactly, and Derek Adams loves a destroyer in the heart of the midfield, doesn't he? And that allows Toomes to go a bit further forward, express himself a bit more. But he was an absolute brick wall today. Nothing got past him. Last-ditch tackles, easing people off the ball. Really, really impressive stuff. Yeah, he was. It was here, there, and everywhere, wasn't he? Um, he? He just loves to do, I suppose, the dirty work, and that's that's probably doing a bit doing him a bit of a, an injustice there because he's so much better than that he brings so much to the team but you can always count on him to, to come in with a, the, the last ditch you know sliding tackle to dispossess the opposition at, at crucial moments and I think possibly that's what we've missed a little bit this season um, and certainly going forward it's uh, it's it's really exciting, I suppose. You look at how Jan Songo, uh, Jan Songo, should I say, played under Derek Adams, um, and certainly he looks does uh, Usman. He looks a very similar player to that. Yeah. So if 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 the gaffer can you know mould him the same way that he did with uh, with Jan Songo, then we're onto a winner. Plenty of options in the middle of the park. Plenty of options in the final third as well. Long trip to Devon next Saturday, Matt. Seven hundred mile round trip, thirteen hours. Uh, with my esteemed company in the Shrimps Live Mobile as well. But so we should go to Plymouth looking forward to the game and, and there's no reason at all why we can't get a result. Derek Adams returned to home park as well. So so many different aspects to it. Yeah, of course. It's an, it's another big game. Um, exciting for the gaffer to return to his old stomping ground. And again, a, another team that on our day, if we, if we play like we did today uh, and, and certain... Um, elements of previous performances in recent weeks then we, there's nothing to suggest we can't come away with three points and it, of course it would be an absolutely massive win if we can go down there and, and bring the win home so certainly one to look forward to um, and I'm sure the lads after today will be relishing to get back on the pitch and hopefully claim another three points Make sure you bring lots of snacks, lots of sweets lots of um, treats as well because it's going to be a long old drive down to Devon so make sure we are well stocked up won't you? Oh, absolutely. Of course. What's a long trip without snacks? <laughs> Matt, enjoy the weekend. Thanks. And you. Thanks, Dave. Now, normally on the Shrimps Verdict podcast, we would preview the game coming up. But uh, the uh, guy we had on who was going to preview the Plymouth game, unfortunately, is not ever so well. So uh, when we were going to do uh, his piece uh, for the podcast earlier on today, uh, unfortunately, he's literally phoned in sick. So uh, we don't have that. Well, what we do have, Dave, is uh, a bit of a chat with Derek Quinn. Quinny is, uh, well, he's, he's absolutely crazy. He's doing a million steps in 30 days, which is about 16 miles a day. So a half marathon and then a few more miles on top every day for 30 days to raise money for a memorial garden here at the, at the uh, Mazuma Stadium. So uh, earlier on today, I cut up with Quinny to uh, find out exactly why he's taking on this crazy challenge so quinny a million steps in a month <laughs> that's absolute madness what why are you doing this it's all to raise money for a memorial garden at the mizuma stadium so it's something we thought about a long time ago before covid 
but now uh, now we sort of seem to be hopefully coming out of that and uh, I've got a bit of time off I just thought of doing a fundraiser and that just came to my mind so uh, I don't have to run it which is fantastic walking should be okay hopefully and uh, I'm just going to go from there but it's like 33,000 steps a day 16 miles probably a day uh, it seems okay from now but ask me in a 20 days time and I'll tell you how I'm going when you came, did you just come up with a million as, as a number that sounds good, or did you know how, how many miles that might involve? No, I just came up with a million, because 500,000 didn't quite sound as good, did it? So I thought, <laughs> let's do a million steps. Can't be that far. And then I looked a bit, it was a bit further than I thought, but yeah, go on, we'll give it a go. And uh, yeah, so I'm sort of looking forward to it, crazy enough. So it's a, it's a half marathon and then a few miles on top every day for 30 days. How are your feet going to be at the end of that? Well, do you know, I've not even thought of that either. Just somebody mentioned to me this morning, have you got some stuff for your blisters? I'm like, do you know, I've not even thought of that. Uh, so, I'll, I'll just see. I'm going into a bit blind, to be honest, but we'll see how it goes. The Memorial Garden for the, for the football club, that is a fantastic idea. How did that come about? Well, it's something I've always thought about since we moved here, really. And we had some discussions with the Shrimps Trust a few years ago, but then, as I said before, COVID hit. And it sort of went on the back burner, but... In, when Dickie Danson died last year it sort of got me thinking about it again and then uh, this week Ken Ormod's died and it just seems a natural thing in this new home that now we're here that we should be looking at and I also went to see Accrington's Memorial Garden a few weeks ago and it's fantastic and it just seemed everything just seemed to fit into place I've got a few weeks off work I've got a holiday in there let's give it a go yeah, because I saw Accrington's Memorial Garden. You see other clubs have memorial walls and you can buy a brick and so on. However this might work, you can plant a tree or flowers or whatever it might be. So it is another missing piece and a lovely thing to do because there are a lot of Morecambe fans that want to be and their families want to remember them. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I mean, obviously I've been coming down here 30, 40 years and lots of people I know have sadly died and passed away. Big, big fans of Morecambe, you know, Dave Robertson, you know, people like that. It's just, you know, John Trainer, the, the taxi driver, everyone knew John. Families have you know, got friends who've died, sadly. Sean O'Connor, who sort of, sort of sadly died. So we all know somebody who was a big, big Morecambe fan who I'm sure their families would love a place in that memorial garden and, and a plaque. There will be some plaques, I'm sure, that you, they can use. So maybe you can just come there and sit down before a game, just sit and take in the scenery and then, and then come watch the game, or even during the week. I'm hoping it's going to be outside the ground, so during the week you can come as well and just, just sit and relax. So it's a fundraiser, we've got a £1,000 initial target, hopefully we'll raise a lot more though. Yeah, I mean, Accrington's, I think, cost more than 15000 I think it's probably fair to, fair to say, but I set a low target, so it looks better if you're passing the low target than it does if you're struggling to reach a high target, but I can always change the target, we can always add it up, and, you know, in the first four days, we've raised, raised £800, which is fantastic, and the more we can do, the better. So... There's a Just Giving page, and, and how else can we donate? Yeah, there's a Just Giving page. It's a Quinny's One Million Step Challenge, uh, or you can just drop some money at the club, into the club shop or the club reception, or come and see me on a match day, like hopefully people will today. And hopefully, I think the club are going to do a bucket collection, aren't they, during one of the next home games? Yeah, well, the idea, just, just a, bit of, a bit of drama, is to finish it, the millions, do the millionth step before our home game against Oxford on April the 2nd. So that's the goal. If I can time things right and have a bucket collection on that day, perhaps walking around the pitch, doing the final steps. That'd just be a nice way to finish it. I mean, I've got to try and work it out, but that would be a really nice way to finish it. Well, that was going to be my question. How, how long do you think it's going to take to do 33,000 steps? And are well, you going to do it in one go? <laughs> the average is, well, the idea is to do at least 33,000 steps a day. But I have to say, I've got a holiday, hopefully in the sunshine. You know, in the past I've done 40,000 steps 
a few days consecutive on those holidays. If I can do that, it gives me a bit of time and, and a bit of grace at the other end. But if, if I fall behind, then I've got to catch up somewhere. So uh, I could be jumping out of bed at one minute past midnight, jumping up and down for 10 minutes just to get some steps in. And we can follow you on social media and updates on the Just Giving page because you want people to come and take part themselves. I do. Uh, health and wellbeing, wellness is something that's uh, become increasingly important, I think, in this, in this mad world that we live in. And I just want people to come and join me. Just have a walk down the prompt. Doesn't matter who you are. More football fan. You don't have to be a football fan. Just come and join me. Bring your friend. And we'll just have a walk on a hopefully a nice night. I'm walking prompt, which is the best place in the world. You know, that's my happy place. And hopefully others will join me. It's not about walking fast. It's not about making money. That bit. It's just about enjoying some conversation, a bit of, bit of chat. And who knows, those walks might continue. 20 good luck. Uh, I have said I'll come and do a day with you. I might do half an hour with you, but uh, <laughs> fantastic cause. Um, and it'll be a fantastic achievement if you can manage it as well. Yeah, thanks, Dave. You come bring your walking shoes, the more the better. And you can search Quinny's One Million Steps on Just Giving, or if you follow Derek Quinn on social media, all the details will be there. Uh, he has invited me to do a day. I might do about a mile and, and, and see how it goes from there. But uh, we wish Quinny all the best. Uh, search for that on uh, Just Giving or on his social media. Fantastic uh, course uh, for a memorial garden here at the Mazuma Stadium. And that is just about it for this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Thanks so much as ever for your downloads and your ears. We do really, really appreciate it. And of course, full match commentary back on Shrimps Live next Saturday afternoon. We'll be live, myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith from Home Park for Team News, the build-up and the whole of Plymouth Argyle against Morecambe live on FM and DAB Plus and on iFollow of course from 2.45. We'll look forward to your company then. Shrimps fans have a fantastic week and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.